Welcome to Open Studio, Conversations on Art, brought to you by Graves and Mallet Art Solutions. I'm your co-host, Denise Mallet. In this podcast, my partner, Leslie Graves, and I explore the amazing world of visual arts through the lens of art lovers, just like you, by sharing extraordinary stories, conversations, and interviews with artists, collectors, gallery owners, curators, and more, all of whom have embraced visual arts by changing lives to establishing legacies, as well as building world-renowned collections. Today on Open Studio, Leslie and I had the absolute pleasure of visiting and touring the home of Dr. Juliette Acotievo. She's the author of 10 Things I Know, which successfully reached Amazon's bestseller list. She also had an amazing and impressive career in international business, city government, healthcare, banking, and the gaming industry. In addition to her impressive professional accomplishments, Juliet has an extensive art collection, which includes some of her own photography. During our conversations on art, we learned one of the 10 things Juliet knows from her book, the connection she feels about one of her favorite artists and the cultural foundation that was instrumental in shaping her today. What an amazing interview we have in store when we return. Hello and welcome. Thank you so much, Juliet, for joining uh, Leslie and I today from Graves and Mallet. Uh, today we have with you Juliette Acotievo, who has graciously uh, hosting us today in her home, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, it's a treat. So thank you for being here with us, Juliet. Thank you for coming and spending some time and letting me talk, because I like to do all that. Well, we want to hear from you today. <laughs> now, the last few podcasts, we have start, Leslie has started with some fun facts. Okay. So some things that, about you that you may not even know, that we know. Oh, really? <laughs> fun things. All fun, all okay. tasteful. Okay. But of she course. said, we want to start with fun facts and then and just kind of jump into uh, it's, it's amazing so we're going to get her to get us started on our fun facts okay well we have another jazz fan in our midst subscriber to the paradise valley jazz series at orchestra hall and a regular at the detroit international jazz festival juliet secretly or openly desires to attend international jazz festivals mm-hmm. such as the north sea and the montreal switzerland festivals Juliet has never met a glass ceiling, having held leadership positions in city government, health care, banking, international business, and as a senior vice president of one of the largest gaming corporations in the United States. Juliet will tell you her business acumen developed as a youngster working on her dad's vegetable truck. More about that later. <laughs> the author of 10 Things I Know, Secrets of Getting the Most Out of Life, and we hope she shares the secret today. <laughs> Welcome, Dr. Julia Acotiebo, to Open Studios Conversations on Art. Yeah, you do it. have some insights there. Look at Leslie. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Yes, thank you. So there's no way we can start without hearing about your book. Please, please, please. <laughs> one, we want to know it. Give us one of the secrets, and then everyone else has to go buy your book. Okay. But tell us how you started. Give us some tips. Well, I started it because I was asked to... Uh, speak to a graduate class at the University of Michigan, oh, maybe almost 10 years ago, to, uh, in the school I'm in 
my background is urban planning, to give them some tips. It was a yes. brown bag luncheon. So I started working on what I would say, and it was it started as bullet points. And then the bullet points, I said, wow, it added up to 10. So I said, I'll use that as the format to share some secrets with uh, the, you know, these folks who are trying to get their master's and doctorate degrees. And from that, then I, I decided to flesh the thoughts out more okay. and come up with 10 things I know. So what's a, a good one? Well, one of them is always look for a win-win. Yes. And I learned that uh, from um, working alongside a lot of men. Uh, you know, the thing about it, if you are uh, in any kind of controversy or pitch battle or just in a disagreement with someone, and I, my book is geared toward professional yes. insights about life. I don't really opine on personal things, you know, like yes. how to get a husband or a wife or all that. Right, right. I don't do that. So <laughs> I only talk about things I know. Okay. So... Uh, I've learned that if you uh, are in a situation where you are clearly right and you're the winner of whatever it is that you were fighting for, that that's not really a win. Because mm -hmm. if it's a winner-take-all situation, that person will be resentful. Mm -hmm. And they will harbor that resentment and they will come back and get you. And they might wow. take years, and you don't even know where it came from. So there's always a middle ground that you can reach so that the person that you are negotiating with feels like they didn't walk from the table with mm. nothing. Because um, you, you can't, you can't it, it, it's not a win. Everything has to be a win-win. Yes. That's the way I look at life. So I've learned that. That's one tip. Right. Well, listen, but one is possible, and that's, that's wise information that we probably know intuitively. Well, everything but, I talk about, you know, especially the, you ladies, you know everything. And you probably got 10 other things, but you don't, you practice it, but it's intuitive, but you don't think about it like right. that. When someone frames it like that, yeah. sometimes you need the, the combination, so the right. one through 10, so it's much more, because I was lucky enough to get a book, and Leslie made sure I had one, oh, so great, um, great. I, I want more people, if if someone wants to go grab the book, where should they go? Well, they can, they can uh, find it on Amazon. And uh, then there's the Dr. Juliet uh, website. Okay. And so they can go there okay. and find it. Wonderful. Congratulations. Well, Congratulations. Thank you. It's thank always you. It's fun. It's been, it was midst. fun. It was fun to do it. Good. And I mean, you guys are doing a podcast. So <laughs> I might be stealing this idea. Listen, why not? Listen, it's more to, it's more to share. Get the information I, I know. out. Isn't this so wonderful? That'd be wonderful. Listen, so you do that. You have your every point you speak to. Right, yeah, yeah. right, And right. then take a deep dive on it. So Wouldn't that be nice? That, okay. Yeah, you can do it. Okay, okay. good. Right. I love so it. Okay, let's get to, to your about, business. Yeah, no, so we're here to talk about art. Right. And uh, gosh, we've had the amazing tour. So we've been lucky enough to be in some homes of some of Detroit's like I think renowned collectors oh yes uh, there are plenty of them out there and you are one of them so we are lucky to be here lucky to be a part of it um, my first question for you and Leslie and I are go back and forth a little bit is sure how, how did you begin collecting and and what still inspires you to continue to do it well I, I my parents collected mm -hmm. and uh it was just part of the aesthetic in our home yes we always had uh 
paintings on the wall and uh, artwork we have. We said music. It was, you know, arts and culture were a yes. big deal in my uh, formative years and growing up. My parents belonged to the Columbia Record Club. Okay. So we got all of the, you know, and they were jazz fans and classical fans and show tunes. So we got all of that music in. Yes. In the house, we had a library, a full library in our house. And it was just nice. You know, all of that was part of the aesthetic of us growing up. And so, uh, you know, and then my Aunt Juliet was a really, well, my mother had two sisters. And one should have been a famous opera singer. She Mm. got well on her way to it. She was a teacher as well. But uh, she married and had children. And that derailed her career and my mother could do a little of both in mind Juliet was an artist but my mom could sing some she could play the piano and she could do that and but she was a great seamstress she loved yes. to decorate so she was they were just those kind of folk yeah you know yes. they just had those kind of skill sets so it rubs you know we learned how to we had music lessons and all of that but I did not have an artistic bit uh, like mine, Julie. I did, but mm-hmm. you learn about art yes, yes. that way and appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And, appreciate and we it. used to spend every my sister and I. We would always have some errand to run with for my mom downtown. Every Saturday we were downtown for some reason or another, either with or without her. And we were little girls. We would uh, be in the cultural center. Yes. We took our violin and piano lessons there right on Putnam then um, nice. then we go yeah. to the main library and get our books but before that we would every Saturday pretty much we were in the DIA wow. Detroit Institute of Arts and being this is in the 50s now and being young black girls going in there for the Dawson's for first looking at us kind of, but then they mm-hmm. started talking to us and sure, showing they us things. You. you were so mm-hmm. there so often. So it was so much fun. So that's art has just always been there. Yeah, it's just been there. So I mean, to me, it clearly, it, it it sounds like it's a part of your cultural capital. Right. I mean, when you think about the importance of what art has, right. it means to you and, and right. So you, I mean, that's just a to me to have a well appointed home. So I started out by getting posters yes. of reproductions of things and. Buying the little self-do-it-yourself frame. And, you know, I've always had art in every That's office wonderful. that I was in or when I was a student in my little apartments. You can always get a frame and you okay. can get a poster and or you can make something yourself. Make a collage. Take a picture. Frame it. You need to have, and you know, have a... a, a um, a feeling that something that you love and it's familiar is around you. Yes. And what better way to do that than through music, dance, mm-hmm. and art? Those are my three passions. I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. So, so what are you collecting now? I mean, wh- what do you, what do you consider kind of the core when you see it? I'm attracted to that. I'm going to get to what I think is your favorite artist soon. But when you when you're picking out a piece, what do you? Well, you know, I love African art. I love. Uh, art that um, uh, puts forward the, um, the the thoughts and the feelings and the culture of people of African descent. Yes. That's what I look for. Mm-hmm. And because that is a, it's a form of expression. And in that uh, 
framework is really self-expression because I'm a person of African descent. So I love to look for those kinds of depictions, mm -hmm. uh, whether it be sculpture or masks or, yeah. uh, you know, whatever uh, medium of painting. And, and I look for that. Good, good, good. So you do it when you're. How do you stay informed about it? Clearly, you have a, a foundation of education, and and if nothing else, you're curious about it to keep looking. But how do you stay informed about? Well, art? you know, I I um I'm not as well versed in it as you ladies are in the sense of I did some of it I just stumble into. You know, like you you go to an art fair or you um you're just kind of doodling around and you you see something on the internet that might yeah. catch your eye and you say, well, let me read up about this artist. So the accidental acquisition. Some accidental <laughs> and then others. Uh, Sherry Washington has been very instrumental in helping me pull together That's the collection. Wonderful. So most of the art, except for the things that I've purchased, just something, uh, you know, more non-consequential or things that I brought back from Africa. Did you that, live there for a while? Yeah, I lived there uh, for two solid years working. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when I married, I commuted for a while. So uh, a great part of the 1980s, that decade, I was uh, in West Africa, which is in, that's just a, God, micro, Detroit is a microcosm and Nigeria is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what is... Let's talk about your collection now. And I'm just going to start off with the question. Who's your favorite artist? Well, my <laughs> One or favorite two. artist. <laughs> and tell us about that. All right. My <laughs> favorite artist is uh, my Juliet. Okay. And uh, her name was uh, Juliet Anderson. She's deceased now. But uh, she had the, the fortitude and the determination. She always loved art. And in her mid-50s went to art school and got a bachelor's degree in wow. fine arts as a teacher and then taught art until she retired. And she was a painter, a sculptor. Mm. Um, uh, she worked in all types of medium and uh, she was just a, a remarkable person. And another thing she did was uh, she, I'm tall like her, she was a fabulous dresser. Mm. Oh, my God. She and was you so, are, too. Oh, well, not like my Aunt Juliet, but thank <laughs> you. She was just a show-stopping dresser. And so it just, she just had it. She was the, the hit woman. Package. Yeah. And uh, I was so proud to be her namesake. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I mean, I still have some of her clothing, and she been gone since the I 1980s. Well, you got have. it, honestly. Uh, yeah. our, our interviewee is one of Detroit's best dressed <laughs> uh, as well, and that's been documented. It's so. been documented. <laughs> but she, I got it from her. She was just an amazing dresser, mm -hmm. amazing mm -hmm. uh, uh, fashionista. And uh, in her home, everything was just, she was into it. So that's one. And then uh, my next favorite, of course, is David Flood. I love him. I like the uh, the color palette he yes. works in and the detail. It's very surreal, but you pick up so many things. Every time you look at a, one of his pieces of art, you can see something else in it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and it chronicles various aspects of his life. 
some of the things that I have were during the time he was in Paris and mm. he was working. That's the big one over the fireplace. And so he's got, you know, he, you can track his, his uh, uh, life through what he's painting, I guess, which is the same thing for all artists. But I'm, I'm intrigued to be a part of that process That's for right. him. And I just felt a kinship to him for wow. some reason and never met him or anything. But I just said, oh, whenever I get a little money, I'm going to buy some floods. <laughs> so, yep, so well, I, I got floods. I, I have another fun fact. What I is that? I think there's something you and David Flood have in common. And what's that? Did you know he's a pianist and a composer? I did not know that. He describes his work as improvisational and open to interpretation. That sounds like jazz to me. It does. Are you and David Flood challenging? Oh, I hope. <laughs> you know, wow. Isn't that amazing? I didn't know he had musical talent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But most, you know, gosh, artists, it's just such a mystery. I think, you know, God has to touch you on your forehead to give you that kind of talent. I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's definitely you know. a gift. Definitely. Yeah, and I think that's why I'm so fascinated with art and culture and all that because it's, and I like to talk to artists, yeah. whatever genre they're expressing themselves in because it's like, how did you, you know, wow, you had such a gift. That's it's amazing. Right. But I noticed in your collection, you have a lot of photography that you've done, yet yes. you are very shy and modest about your photography skills. So. <laughs> Are you, these are photographs from your world travels. Right. And are you interested in pursuing photography no. beyond the, the walls of the You know what? I never thought about it. I just, when I'm at, looking at things as I travel, I just take the pictures. And, well, you have an eye. And, and you know, I tell you, it was such an icebreaker. I got out of it, and I have a big cannon, you know, which you had to put the rolls of film in. When I went to Africa to work as a consultant, I had a big, you know, with the lens and all that. And I took so many pictures, and I have them all in albums. I took pictures, and it was an icebreaker. You know, you could always go to an event or some celebration, and I, I had my camera. And people loved to have their pictures taken. And uh, so it made me fit right in. I never did anything without my camera when I was in Nigeria. So I took thousands of pictures then. And now it's just kind of happenstance. You know, I don't have a fancy camera or anything. I might get back into it a little bit. Well, we want to encourage you because okay. I agree. you have a great eye for it. Great eye for that. Well, I did. I did a lot of it years ago. But maybe I'll get back into it. Okay, so at this time, we're going to take a brief pause and be right back. We're back on Open Studio Conversations on Art, and today we have the absolute pleasure of sitting down with Juliette Akotiewo um, for our art conversation. So I, I'd like to start off this second part of our segment with What's the advice would you give to a young collector? Buy anything or make something, but mm. put art in your home. Uh, you can do it through a photograph you take. Just take some photographs and blow them up and frame them. You can get a frame for $10, $12. Start 
your own collection if you can't afford to do anything else. I you can that. also uh, get posters. I started with posters of, yes, of yes. famous we artwork mm -hmm. and framed it and put it in my house. And that's what you do. So there's no reason for anybody to have a house that doesn't have some art in it. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, expensive paintings. And once you do get that bug, you will develop your own sense of style and it becomes an imperative. Mm -hmm. So what is the, the most recent piece you've collected or acquired um, well, why, the, why the new floods. It? I got oh, some new okay. floods. And that was uh, less than a year ago. And why did I do it? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just felt like, you know. You just like him. Yes, I just like him. And I I just thought, I, I contacted my uh, art uh, person that I work with, uh, Sherry Washington. And, of course, she's happy to come over sure. and show me. And then once you... Uh, see the art and she brings it over to your home oh my god you know you're it's not sold. letting it walk it's sold. out it's sold <laughs> and you start, that's, that's a great what, technique that always happens that's a great always technique happens. and then i also uh the snowden and i had some snowden but when i found out about her untimely uh passing i said wow someone mentioned to me about that her estate was having a sale and in fact it was Leslie Graves right here mm -hmm. to, that said, you know, why don't you look into uh, uh, Gilda's art wow. and, and you can acquire some because they are, uh, she was very prolific. Yes. So uh, that's, those are the last things. Flood and Snowden are the last things that's I've great. done. That's great. Mm -hmm. So I always like to get a perspective from collectors, artists, and, and, and so on, museum gallery owners when we're talking. What are your thoughts on the state of affairs for African-American art, and in particular, uh, Detroit? And, and when I mean state of affairs, what do you think it's going? I'm, I'm watching you know, this kind of ins this surge of art studios, art galleries, um, popping up in, in a positive way, artists kind of descending on Detroit. What do you think that means for artists in Detroit, but more specifically African-American art, kind of the state of affairs? Well, I'm really encouraged by, as you just mm -hmm. described, uh, you know, the movement and what you ladies are doing with this podcast. I know the work that you do uh, with various arts organizations, the boards you serve on. I would consider you two leaders in the art community. Uh, Leslie, I've known well over the years, and I've been to her home for various soirees <laughs> where she's had people selling books, she's had art shows, she's had so she is well steeped in the community and uh, in terms of art and is seen as a leader in that respect. Uh, the the uh, the future of art, I think, is really blowing up on all facets of it. Just as you can do this podcast fairly seamlessly it would have taken a whole big production thing and a lot of money to do it and you how would you distribute it so now we have the internet you know I mean we got all other avenues That's to right. get the word out I uh, always find it tragic when I read about the lives of many famous uh, African-American artists 
and what they went through mm. and the lack of recognition. And it's not just African-American artists, but many artists. That's right. Some were lucky and, you know, took off. And it was just always serendipity. And um, many were died in obscurity. And, uh, and then their paintings are going for millions and millions now. That's and right. so, um, you know, I hope that uh, with this new push of uh, of artists on the scene, I think they're much more astute on the business end. That's what I, I'm uh, really heartened about. I don't think uh, artists relegate themselves to being starving artists. I think they know how to make the money mm-hmm. and get their name out there. And they can self-promote a yes. lot better. Yeah, that's right. And I think that there are... Uh, uh, people who will appreciate the art so that it doesn't take them a whole lifetime to get recognition or to cross over into other uh, communities with their art. It's That's just right. not necessarily African-Americans that are collecting. So, uh, you know, I can remember the time when uh, nobody cared about African-American artists. Is the uh, You know, collectors would say, Unless it's some antiquity from Africa, from 1400 or the 12th century, we're not interested. Well, when I got to Nigeria, it was pointed out to me that the lost wax method of uh, the bronze casting is the same method they used centuries ago. So they posed to me, I remember an artist posed to me, why do you think my work is less valuable than the antiquities? We're doing the same thing. It's all part of the culture. Yeah. So I don't think that we have to wait, uh, quote unquote, mm. to be discovered yes. or wait to be validated. Um, we have to validate each other's work yes. and uh, put uh, value to it exactly. and, um, and and appreciate our, uh, our own ability to create art. That's right. And that's the demand. 11th thing you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> and your 10 things. Right. Yeah. I mean, it just, uh, I've got some art my daughter did. I should have showed it in the basement. When she was at the Herlong Cathedral School in the second grade, she did a little mixed media thing and it got a little prize. And people, oh, she did a little art. I've got it framed. She, I got two pieces framed. I mean, that's, do put your kids' stuff up that's there. Right. Sure. That's right. That's right. I have my daughters up. Yeah. Sure, you do. Yes, I it do. means a whole lot. It sure does. So, yep, I'm, I'm into that. Yep, I'm into, I'm into uh, validating yourself. Great. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Well, it's been Thank a you thrill. for your thoughts, your insight, your wisdom. Um, Go grab the book. Um, Please do that. (laughs) And uh, again, thank you from the bottom of our heart. Well, thank you for coming. I'm I'm telling you, and you got to... We have to come back again. Well, and listen, we'll take that as an invitation. Yeah. It's a follow-up. We, have we accept. Luck with all of this. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you really would, would you like a little wine now, ladies? A special thanks to our Open Studio sponsors and today's guest, Dr. Juliet Akotiebo. To learn more about Dr. Juliet's book or to follow her on Facebook, go to Dr. Juliet.com. We also invite you to check out Open Studio each week when Graves and Mallet have the pleasure of hosting art creators and lovers just like you. 
please visit our website at gravesmallet.art to learn more about current projects, services, podcasts, and our latest blogs. Until our next conversation, keep loving art.